0: Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL. In Ukraine, Daniil Romanishin. We got a hold of him one time already. We're using WhatsApp because where he is in Ukraine, Russian bombs destroyed cell phones. He had Wi-Fi, but they were also traveling at this time. It's a little bit after 9 o'clock in Ukraine. I'm here with my friend Dave Tiberi. A lot of folks uh, know Dave. He uh, started out as a boxer. I used like to joke around and say, yeah, you're starting your career. You punch people for money. And he got punched for money as well. But, uh, but Dave Tiberi, uh, along with other friends, uh, you know Richard Pendak, uh, and then uh, Dan Larnick got involved as well. And then uh, Chris Greenwell. and Dr. Bob Andrzejewski. Bob Andrzejewski, right. Daniel, can you hear me? Uh, it's Daniel. This is what we're trying to do. We're trying to, uh, get a hold of him while he's in transit. So, um, what you've been doing, I mean, I, I just want people to know that this is a guy who started Donate Delaware. Hello. Ah, Daniel, it's, it's Rick, uh, Rick Jensen with Dave Tiberi. How are you?
1: Yes, yeah, great, great
0: sir. How are you? I, I'm okay. I know it's 9 o'clock. It's after 9 o'clock there in Ukraine. Where are you in Ukraine?
1: So I'm near Tlajavsk, which is Donetsk oblast. Um, so we're right around where it's getting surrounded uh, by Russian troops. Uh, we had the rocket launches yesterday. Uh, a couple of them fell in the city. We had a rocket launch at 5 o'clock in the morning that dropped on the city, and they were shelling the whole night. I was like, I'll send you guys some uh, pictures and videos of what was happening. But uh, the service here, unfortunately, the uh, cell
0: tower got hit. So we have reception here and there as we drive. Right. So the cell towers are out. Russian bombs hit. Uh, We're using WhatsApp. Uh, We could use some Wi-Fi when they find it. You said you are going to be on the front line this morning. What front line was that, and what did it look like?
1: So it was a, uh, 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 it would be north uh, Donetsk Oblast, which is like where the uh, hardest one of the fights going on right now. And when I was actually down there, was, like we were getting we were getting shells left and right. Cause like I actually came over the, trip to the front line to check out exactly what was going on. And I tell you what, was, like they don't really show the full extent of the war on the news as much as actually happening, cause they don't even allow. News uh our organizations to even come up this for uh, up front uh, lines like and right now i'm actually driving with um with soldiers in the vehicles that they're discussing a couple of situations that happened today so we have unfortunately uh, a little bit of heated moment here it's like in the, in the vehicles we'll be traveling but um we we yes yeah, like we we had uh one bomb uh, was dropped in one house which destroyed actually three houses the other one was dropped near the school zone where the um uh, refugees and children were actually hiding. So luckily, thank to God like we were actually didn't hit the uh, the building, but actually landed on the street. But the shrapnel just ripped apart a couple buildings. I mean, it, it was a heavy bomb. It's like I'll uh, send you guys pictures and videos if so you can guys take a look at it. It just, I mean, it demolished the building right through. So if you, if you take a look at the high rise building, the, the the shrapnel and the shockwave ripped right through the building. So the glass came out of one side, all the way through the other side. There were a lot of casualties. Um, there actually is like a lot of people in hospitals right now. And uh, like when we came up, it was just, I would say, probably less than an hour before the uh, logs, like we were we actually arrived
0: to the area. Daniel when you say a lot of casualties, uh, how how many? Uh, 10, 20, a hundred? Uh, uh, they actually it's more than fifty. They actually don't don't give specifics. I mean on the news they said
1: there was only six or seven, but we seen a lot more. Because like if we uh, when we seen as many ambulances down there it's like uh they we had well what they call it six critical but it was it was close to a hundred because people were still living in the houses. It was uh, four high-rise buildings. They were five stories high, people living, still living in them. They didn't leave the area, and unfortunately, they can't leave because, one, it's like they don't have a way to get out. So, and the vehicles, whoever had the cars, they actually left. Right now, in order to leave, the only way that, that uh, church organization is even persuading to leave is they give them at least some money so they can travel all the way to Poland because they don't have any financial aid to travel with. So as of right now, like they're trying to get them out, but, but there's less and less uh, chances of doing so, including even if the gas, that fuel. When it arrives, it only arrives uh, once, uh, once a week, and the line could be a mile long. So you could be waiting in line for a fuel and not even get it yet. So they're, they're scraping it everywhere they can in order to move the people out. But as of right now, look, like, I mean, the situation is, is really tough. I didn't realize it was that bad until I physically actually got here.
0: If you just tuned in, uh, you're listening to – this is uh, Daniil Romanishan. He is uh, also a Delaware guy and Ukrainian. He's in Ukraine. I'd kind of like to get a better idea of exactly where you are. If you visualize uh, Ukraine as being uh, sort of an oval, uh, okay, a jagged-edged oval, Uh, Kiev is uh, the capital, and it's almost in the middle to the upper west of the country. Poland uh, is on the west. And we just lost, uh, we just lost Anil. So we're trying to reconnect right now. I was trying to get an idea of where he is. Because also want to hear uh, about um, all these donations that you, Dave Tyberry, and uh, Dr. Kirill, right? Mm-hmm. Dr. Kirill, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Kirill and others right. were, uh, were gathering for folks uh, in Ukraine. This is just, you know, a people's effort. Just folks, uh, you know, trying to help out in Ukraine. And... Uh, Again, 21 he's talk-
2: box trucks so far. 21 box trucks? That we shipped to Harrisburg and from Harrisburg to Ukrainian church in Harrisburg. Then it was shipped over to Poland. And then through Daniil's support and help, Daniil, he was here regularly helping us get the box trucks to Harrisburg. And now he's on the ground making sure that the products, the uh, supplies are getting in the right hands. He has, he has family, he has friends.
0: He's got uh, some top connections uh, there in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. He, uh, are, I'm told he actually knows President Zelensky. And was able to
2: get all this stuff, 21 box trucks, through the border at Poland. And that was Delawareans, 21 box trucks from Delaware, uh, that Delawareans uh, donated. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, look, uh, you've shown during the pandemic of 2020 what you guys can do as volunteers, as you know, business owners as well. I mean, how many gallons of hand sanitizer when nobody could find it? You guys yep. did. And, and you donated it. And how many How many was
2: that? Yeah, hundreds of gallons of sanitizer. Hundreds of gallons.
0: Yep. And like a million uh, pieces of personal protective equipment, PPE as well.
2: We, sur- we uh, surpassed, Donate Delaware surpassed over 3 million PPEs uh, with the support of partners, not only individuals, but Bank of America, you know, J.P. Morgan, High Marks, some great organizations stepped up, and uh, it made a big difference. And then even with this right now, these organizations continue to step up in a big way and um... Danielle, well, we're, we're, we're back on. Good. Danielle, I'm trying... Hi,
0: Rick Jensen. Yes. All right. Glad to know you're okay. I'm trying to, uh, for my listeners, I, I want to get an idea of where you are. Kyiv is the capital. It's in the uh, the upper middle end. we lost him again. So, uh... <laughs> gosh. I just hope he's okay because it's... Uh, you heard how how dangerous it is, you know, over 100 casualties of uh, the rockets that hit where he was. And he said he was going to go to one of the front lines where the war is, is actually taking people's lives.
2: The, the Ukrainian people, are, they're just so resilient. I mean, when he he was so committed to his people to get back to the country to help 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 the community and uh so uh, Dr. Carrillo and I did a WhatsApp last weekend with him, and he walked us around the warehouse. And most of the supplies that we've donated so far have been given back to the community. They've went out, and they've hit the, hosp- the hospital that was bombed, and they went out and made sure that the family's needs were met. Uh, Danielle, you there? Oh, all
0: right. That's frustrating. But, again, war zone. So –
2: Anyway, one of our biggest supplies that oddly enough was rice. Ah, here oh, we there he is.
0: Oh, here we go. So, uh, Daniil, uh, it's Jensen and Tiberi again. You there?
1: Yes,
0: okay. So, um, what large town are you near so I can describe to my listeners about where you are? Uh, Donetsk. Oh, you really you're, you're down there, uh, Donetsk. So, uh, you have uh, Luhansk, uh, Donetsk, uh, that's the area where yep. uh, Putin uh, says it's Russia, even more so than the rest of Ukraine? Exactly. And uh, what's happening right now where you are?
1: Well, we're actually trying to move out as, as fast as possible because the Russian troops were uh, trying to circle in uh, the location where we were at, and uh, there is a fierce fight between Russians and the Ukrainians right now. So there's actually uh, helicopters like involved uh, Russia has been dropping a lot of bombs and especially the uh, the rocket launchers like, I mean they, they, they just dropped a ton of rockets around the town and near the city. Uh, the, there was actually a couple of airplanes the rockets that landed on the houses that I was telling you earlier were actually dropped from the airplanes and the airplanes actually fly low just because of the, and the, and the air missiles like defense systems that Ukraine is having in your city. Delta, like we're actually trying to move. Uh, right
0: now, we're actually moving west. Yeah, you, and I would hope so, because if you if you move east, that's Russia, and so uh, Donetsk is south of Luhansk. That's the Donbas region, right there. You hear about. And if you continue southwest, you go to Mariupol, and you heard and read about Mariupol and uh, and the bombings there, and how the Russians have destroyed that city as well. Uh, do you plan to go through Mariupol or north north of that?
1: We're going to go north of that through Uh, uh Dnieper, and yep. then we're going to drop down to Nikolaev. And, and
0: that's the next location where I'm going. And then uh, that's that's quite a hike to, to get back to Poland. That's uh, how many miles uh, to get to Poland from where you are right now?
1: Uh, my friend, it's going to take you at least four or five days.
0: It, it will, because I'm I'm looking at a map, and it looks uh, like a couple thousand kilometers uh, easily. Uh, from where you are to Poland.
1: Yes. Plus, uh, there's checkpoints every couple kilometers, like, and unless you have the, uh, I would say it's like the fast go through, they're not gonna even let you through, so because I'm uh, escorted to the military, fast, it's like that's the only way I'm actually able to get in the areas that I'm getting into. So some areas, some of the vehicles being stopped, so some vehicles are getting searched. Another reason is because uh, Russians have a lot of uh, infiltration, so they're trying to squeeze the defenses of so Ukrainian uh, forces uh, to give them the locations of where the, the Ukrainian forces are at, like where they're living, so that way they can guide them air missiles to those locations. So the checkpoints here
0: are fierce. So do you do you have? I mean, you're not there just by yourself in one vehicle. You, you have support there, Ukrainian soldiers. I mean, you know what uh, what does this look like? What are we looking at? The, the way you're traveling. Well,
1: well I'm traveling uh, with the bulletproof vest and the helmet on top. I mean, I, I don't don't tell get off. Is I'm actually going to bed.
0: And so, is this like a, a small convoy of of uh, of people that are around with you as well, soldiers? Hello. And we're losing. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can understand. My good lord, he's 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 in the Donbass region trying to get west, and uh, mm. hadn't even the the the. I tell you what, the last thing I want to ask him about is going to be the donations, but. That gives you folks listening a, an idea of, of what they're going through. He talked about the checkpoints, and the checkpoints can be deadly, which is why he's wearing a which we just... bulletproof vest and a helmet. Right. Yeah.
2: I mean, he's going right into harm's way.
0: Well, he is to try to get out of that Donbass region. Right. And you don't want to go down to Mariupol. Mm. Take a Right. <laughs> 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 so uh what, what i know it's a dark humor um so you know we're gonna get to to one last thing uh with Daniel if we possibly can what about uh, more collections for more goods and, and more things for the folks in ukraine dave um what do folks need and are you planning any more collections
2: yeah rick that's a great question we we're going to continue on um we're going to take this through the end, and, and we feel like even locally and, and internationally that when anything like this is going on, um, even afterwards, uh, like Daniel and Dr. Carell said, it's it's going to be as tough right now with the war as after the war because there's going to be so many needs. And so what was uh, uh, really special was Dr. Agard out of Newark, Delaware, he had helping hands. He donated $20,000 worth – his organization donated $20,000 worth of medi- uh medicines. Really? And so um, – his organization does this all over the world but uh, so he's really uh, being a local doctor he's adopted Delaware and um uh, and, do- and donate Delaware and or work with the Ukraine in and, and any other situation like this that goes on but so uh right now we are looking um to to start another one in the next couple of weeks we were hoping that Daniel would be back in, in on Delaware soil uh but uh, we want to keep the momentum going and um when you see the pictures, hopefully soon, on WDEL's website, you're going to see uh, what we ended up seeing firsthand that we videotaped, yeah. which was the, the warehouse that uh, was made – it was full of Delaware supplies. And what we got used the most initially right now is rice. Uh, thousands of pounds of rice was donated by Delawareans. And, um, and a shout-out to John Lindell, who actually put that together. Uh, there was a lot of uh, – like a, I touched on earlier, medicines, but there was also tourniquets – Lions Clubs and Rotary Clubs in Delaware made large donations of wheelchairs, crutches, and uh, I'm talking hundreds and hundreds. And that was when, when he went to that area, that was already empty. That was already given out to the Ukrainian community. Man. I
0: am I'm looking at the map here and uh listening to what he was saying about, you know, where he is, and it looks to be uh maybe just shy of a thousand uh kilometers, seven hundred and fifty, maybe eight hundred miles is where is but the terrain and the checkpoints make things extraordinarily difficult to get through
2: well he was sharing that the other day what really surprised me during your conversation was the four days so he's been on the he's literally been on he i know he's doing a lot of walking as well but he's been on the ground a lot um and uh, i know they of course had the vehicles but um he wanted to he wanted to stick this out making sure supplies were uh distributed all over the country
0: well, apparently that's what he's doing. If he's out there, even in Western Ukraine, I'm sorry, Eastern Ukraine, to the western border of Russia, and uh, and that's where this Donbass region is. I mean, if he's in you know, Donetsk, which is so- south of uh, Luhansk, this is that area that borders Russia. Mm-hmm. And if you land in Poland, well, that's the western part of Ukraine. Again, that's got. I'm looking at the map. I'm thinking that's got to be eight, nine hundred miles. Right there. Last time we so talked- he had to go all the way out there to that region and now try to come back.
2: Right. Well, last time we talked to him, with Dr. Creel and I, he was in Odessa, so he's he's been uh, he's been a lot of traveling. It really is. Um, he may or may not be able to answer. Mm-hmm.
0: Again, uh, like you said before, we had to use WhatsApp, and I tried a few other applications as well because he has to find Wi-Fi. To do this, the Russians have taken out so many of the cell towers. I don't have a satellite phone. <laughs> you know that would probably work best. So to wrap this up, because it's highly unlikely we're going to get Daniel on the phone uh, in the next minute or so. Twenty, how 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 much stuff was in these twenty-one containers for the eighteen-wheelers?
2: Well, we were asking our one director, Donate Delaware, to to make sure he tracked all that, and we were we were early on hundreds of thousands hundreds of thousands of supplies. And as I mentioned earlier, they ranged from wheelchairs to canes to to women's hygiene products to diapers. Uh, I, uh, I as Doctor Kareel would he reached out to the Ukraine. He was talking to people underground. He knew the needs in certain areas. So when the hospital was bombed, he immediately looked at women's hygiene, diapers, and things at the children's hospital. So uh, and that's that's how we ended up uh you know, making requests to the to the Delaware community is this is what we need. And so right now we're looking at uh at least two or three more uh truckloads that they said that they're gonna need in certain areas right now. Now, now of course we didn't know about today, so that's yeah, no, gonna no. add to it.
0: So uh where do we go online to see uh, where we go and where we can donate? Where do we go? So uh
2: you could either go to Post Acute Hospitals, um, their their website, or donate Delaware dot org. Donate Delaware dot org uh That's a direct hit. Uh, We're checking it all the time. And then, of course, our support with WDEL has been great. Uh, The awareness campaign will continue on. Uh, But right now, if you would just go to Donate Delaware, even if you're not um, – my pastor always says time, talent, and treasure. So there's three ways you can can get involved with this. And if you don't have the treasure, then uh, there's no doubt that each one of us could have time. I remember when you announced it, When we had one early six, we had one at 6 in the morning. We had 30 people show up oh, good to, know. To, to load trucks. Yeah. And so that means so much to, to the Ukrainian community. And what's interesting is the Ukrainian community comes out to support us in large numbers. Uh, so they really uh, support their people. And so
0: Dave Tiberi, DonateDelaware.org. You guys started out as just a couple of guys helping out during 2020. And now look what you've grown. Well done, sir. And, uh, of course, uh, this show is your platform anytime you. you need it, my friend.
2: Thank you. We will will and soon we'll be talking about baby formula and we'll fill you in on that one. <laughs> oh,
0: really? Wow.
2: Keep it here. What are we gonna do that?
0: It's gonna be really soon. All right, man. I appreciate that.